Impact 89 FM's video game podcast for hot takes and industry news. Welcome to Joysticks. Welcome to the very first episode of Impact's new podcast, Joysticks. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. This podcast is mainly going to be talking about video games ranging from important news to stuff we like to enjoy. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, I can't so wait to excited. ramble. <laughs> I won't shop about video games. Now I have a platform. Exactly. That's exactly why I, did, why I wanted to bring the, everybody together to do this. I just wanted some place for people to listen to me vent about video games. And hopefully we can get this get this going. I'm really excited. As am I. You can't see my smile through my mask <laughs> or my dead eyes but i promise you my passion is here oh my gosh but i guess we should introduce ourselves i'll go first my name is ron kashubsky i use he they pronouns uh platform that i really like to play on anything story-based i definitely love rpgs or like visual novels but if i can grind 250 hours into something i'm in i'm in for it but a game i liked uh for my childhood and i I want I want this to be remaked, but Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. God, I love those DS <laughs> Legend of Zelda games. I loved them. First, I just want to say the touch screen, just like oh god, the the DS just really revolutionized oh like god. game design in such an intuitive and fun way. What a time like, to be alive! But you know that's for <laughs> another time or another point later in this episode when Maybe. we start breaking down games. But I'm Matt Cruz. I use he him his pronouns, and my favorite. Uh, gaming platform or just like genres are definitely like RPGs but as far as the experiences that I had growing up like easily the most visceral one uh, was actually not an RPG um, it was uh, a game called Jet Set Radio for the Sega Dreamcast uh, that game really exposed me to what music could be and you know just really made me understand you know before I even played Earthbound what weirdness in a game could be and how outside the box concepts could be and i am so thankful that that game exists and i simp for hideki naganuma oh, oh that means i'm next all right yeah. uh well hello everyone uh my name is mason allen i go by he him pronouns uh and for me uh genres platforms it's kind of a basket case over here it's uh, a large selection of you know uh survival games fps platformer shooter extra adventure as well as party games love me some especially jackbox party games are the best um but favorite game from my childhood uh the basic answer for me would be minecraft but i want to be out of the box and i'll say super mario galaxy for the nintendo wii um cannot be beaten i don't care how many people like the second one better uh Nintendo, if you're listening to this podcast, I would like Super Mario Galaxy 3, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, can we contact Nintendo directly and just be like, this? these are the requests we want from uh, Joysticks. These are the games that we want. Yeah, it, a tiny college podcast in a state you probably don't even recognize. <laughs> it's not, not even Nintendo America. Like I'm talking to Nintendo like head in Japan. Like, Please also yeah. sponsor me so I can go to Japan. Mason, I'm going to let you finish, but... Mother 3 needs to, needs to finish its trilogy before Super oh Mario God. Galaxy. I'm so sorry. We're never going to uh, get it. You know that. I know I'm not. I've already settled for just buying a copy from Japan and like bootlegging <laughs> a flash cart. My, I, I've hit rock bottom. Listen. So, yeah. These are 
This is who's regularly going to be, be on, but we're hoping maybe we can bring some other people on so we can all be a community and talk together. Because obviously we leaned, <laughs> at least two of us leaned heavily into the RPGs. but <laughs> On the black sheep. <laughs> and we're also not the only three people on the entire 50,000 student body campus of Michigan State that oh, plays God. video games. No. <laughs> I mean, we got clubs. We got clubs for everything. Yeah. Like I said... We mainly talk, uh, we're planning on mainly talking about everything video games, so kind of start out. What the heck's going on with the new gen consoles? None of them are out. <laughs> not not no. that they're not out, um, but they're selling out quick. They come and they go. They come and it, they go. Faster than you can like, say wow. It's not even like they come. You know how like in, in like the sneaker game, there's like, you know, like backdoor sellers and stuff. You know, people like kind of, you have to queue for literal hours to get this dumb pair of shoes that you want like i you know back with the other generation previous generation of consoles like it was never this bad you know like no. you could just be like you know i'm probably not gonna get an opening day i will not uh get it probably within the first month but you know after about three months or so the supply chain will catch up i mm -hmm. can swipe it up for retail and i can play with my buddies and it is more more than a year correct it's yeah. mm -hmm. it's about to we're actually about to reach a year on the thirteenth at least that's why I remember was the official release date for the Xbox right. Series X and the PlayStation Five. Could you pre-order them before? You, yeah, they're okay, pre-orders yeah, that they went live around August and September of 2020, and of course I was dumb and I missed those. Uh, but it's like it was basically like if you didn't get a pre-order at that time, good luck getting it after that. I definitely know, kind of how I do it usually is oh, I won't get it first day because usually there's just like maybe one game that I want to play, but the opening lineup is always kind of like, meh, there's not a lot of games I want to play. So then I'll wait a year and then I'll get it right. because then I'll at least have a couple games that I'll play on it. But I remember, I remember distinctly my dad being like, this, this is the only time. Yeah, this but... is the only time you can get it. And I was like, nah, it's fine. And then we're sitting here. <laughs> What they say, it might not, uh, this drought might not come out till like 2023 or something. Yeah, so. Oh my, uh, I didn't think the supply chain was that screwed up. It is. Uh, so the main issue, there's a couple issues with the next gen consoles. Of course, the biggest one, if we haven't noticed, elephant in the room, there's a global pandemic going on. Oof. And the economy is dangerously close to recession, if I am staying corrected. But, um,. There are these people out there we like to call scalpers, and as well as a global chip shortage. I believe it's like the processing, or it's the graphics card, especially for PC. I know graphics cards, but for Xbox and PlayStation, it's a chip shortage that allows their production to be made. Um, those are currently nowhere to be found. It's just very slow, and also, of course, they can't find the workers to make them. So while that's going on, any that do come out, a vendor will probably put out maybe 2 to 10 at a time and those get snatched up by scalpers faster than you could say wow yeah um because these as you mentioned earlier the virtual queue lines uh scalpers will send out these bots and they'll basically just skip ahead in line take the take the money and run and then make you pay for the money yeah i was like i was looking this up and it was like automated bots just to go through websites and yeah. that sell them like best buy gamestop and all that just to swipe it up at first in line yeah, yeah. Like there's like, there's like really good ones that people pay like upwards of you know five hundred dollars for. Like there are tiers of this. Like people, 
it really pains me because people like they're literally making a living off of this. I mean, can I knock the hustle? Not really, but you know, as like as a consumer, as, yeah, as a consumer living in an unprecedented time where you know this has never happened to like any consumer body before. Like this is just it's honestly just out of control, and yeah. they're really they're really trying their best to alleviate some of the problems. But you know, as much as we all wish, we can't just snap our fingers and you know suddenly the supply chain is has a big old Band-Aid over it. Right. And, and Mason, you mentioned this earlier, but it's not just affecting new-gen consoles. Like, it's affecting, like, the entirety of the supply chain for electronics. Yeah, like, I yeah. believe, like, cars, too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, people can't get, like, new Toyota trucks or anything or, like, uh, new Ford trucks because the chips are just being used in so many different uh, yeah. services and products. It's, uh, my family's been trying to buy a car since, uh, I'm currently carless at the moment, but my, my brother needs a car for high school. And they're like, oh, we're going to buy him a new car, and then you'll get your car back to use at college. And the amount of cars, even just a lease, not just a buy, but the lease, uh, the, it's just a drought. And it's like you can't get your hands on anything right now at the moment. And it's not only just the, the consoles, but also PC parts. Um, personally, I was trying to build a PC this year, and it seems like not the move at the moment because unless you got like $3,000 in your pocket... You ain't paying, you ain't buying a good PC. No, I, parts either. I did the same thing. Like, I built one over the summer, and I just got lucky. Oh. Like, I, I was just there at the right time, the right place. I got a graphics card mm. that works that isn't <laughs> not great. Look, no. My graphics card is, like, eight years old. Like, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But there's nothing, there's nothing available. Like, you oh, can't. Yeah. Totally. Like, even, well, like. Especially the newest graphics card, like, no one can get their hands on that. And that's oh. what everyone's going for right now. Even, like, the old ones. You know, their values are holding pretty steadfast for super outdated technology. Right. I, I don't remember who told me this. It was somebody else at the station. But I think Micro Center is actually kind of getting it right with how they allocate stuff because it's basically like kind of like a raffle yeah. where, um, which, you know, there are flaws to this. But it's basically like you enter for the ability to purchase the... Uh, the graphics cards and it's literally like you no know, they literally get like 10 of them yeah like yeah. at most i went in there maybe twice when i was building my pc because i was just like i don't know i'm gonna look around maybe there's some sale or something and just both times there were just different shelves that were completely empty oh yeah because people are just like trying to get their hands on anything at this point <laughs> yeah people at this point you know with demand and everything it's like well i wanted this but since that's gone, I might as well sell it for this. So then whatever's next to that's gone. Whatever's next to that is gone. Because people just go and so like, oh, this isn't available. Then I'm going to this. And it, it tears down. And you probably got it from the, was it, the the one single micro center that's in Michigan. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, oh, I'll go to micro center like this weekend, you know. It's like, okay, where is it? Oh, all the way down in Detroit. Well, mm. I tried. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not a close drive. No. And, you know, who knows what they have it there, you know. It's just. Yeah. And this. I was back to what I was saying earlier about the the chip shortage. Um, in a recent article, they from Forbes, they said that uh, it won't be probably until twenty twenty three until like Xboxes and PS five become like widely available to customers, so, like to the point where everyone can just say like, "Hey, I want a PS five," and then I get a PS five. Right. It won't be until like probably September of next year. But then by that time, when they finally get those chips and it starts being processed again. They're gonna probably start releasing them around 2023, and yeah. that's just and to a consumer like me who wants a next gen console and has been since release day, uh, it's very sad to hear. And I hopefully I get my hands on one this uh, Black Friday. Hopefully, maybe 
we're hoping and praying. Did, hoping. So just like just to ask, did any of you guys like successfully get like a fifth gen or no. like no. your parents or your tried. brother or sister or anything? My dad did and it's because he pre ordered King. I know. When when all this kinda happened, I was like I kinda stared at him. I'm like, You're so lucky. He's like, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like me and my brothers, like we stayed up for like, cause you know, I'm not a console gamer, at least, you know, as far as like, you know, Sony, Xbox, like I, I have always been a Nintendo kid, but you know, like I helped them like try and cop consoles at like 4 a.m. in the morning when they would like go in stock. <laughs> like I circumvented the line in Meyer by just simply like messing with the like the coding of the URLs and finding like basically like a backdoor to like brute force my way into the checkout. And I ended up getting my brother a PS5. And then like, it's funny because it's really only like the PS5s that are like impossible to get. Oh, those definitely are impossible. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like I know that the series X's, I think when, cause I know Best Buy did like a, a, not like a restock, but I think they just had like a drop of them. And I want to say like February or maybe December or maybe November, but it was like it, they were literally available for 30 minutes. You could literally just go on the website, leisurely check out. There were no issues, but. Oh, I had a com- yeah. uh, complete opposite experience from that. Really? Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me going to like a little. Yeah, for sure. So release day, uh, flashback, November 13th, 2020. Um, technically the day before, actually. Um my friend and I, we were like, our, we didn't do the pre-orders because we're dumb, but we're going to try and get our hands on this bad boy. So uh, I live out near uh, Flint, and the closest retailer that was doing that that we trusted was Lapeer. It was a good old GameStop. And mm. I went there the day before, and I was like, hey, like, consumer to seller, like, what you got? Like, what are you going to have? Like, can you tell me? And like, oh, we can't get an estimate, but, like, we'll probably have around 10, I would say. I was like, okay, I, I trust that, me being naive and blindly trusting a random stranger that works for a corporate industry and so we uh i rounded my friend up we got some food just grabbed some rallies and we stand, got to the parking lot of the game stop at like nine o'clock this is november 12th and the drop didn't come until the next morning at 10 a.m so we got get up pull up and there's already people waiting in line of course but we were about number seven eight in line so i'm counting and i'm thinking with the stranger's advice from earlier i'm like okay i might be able to get my hands on one and it just, throughout that increment of time, we sat there, we talked to these random strange people. We even left for a momentary period to go to Meyer because I heard that they had some in stock. Turns out they didn't. We just got chipped. Um, and even was browsing some other online sites. You know, Walmart was having a big sale and everything that following day. So our backup was if GameStop didn't deliver, we we're going to go straight to Walmart. And so it turns out it's around 10 in the morning and the people come out of the store and they're like, Hey guys, so we only have about like three Xbox series X's and five Xbox series S's. And they're like, so if whatever you want, come get it. And of course the first three people in line, all they wanted was an Xbox series X. And at that point I was just like, okay, let's leave. And at that, and at the point in time, there had been about like a, a 40 person line of people waiting for these consoles. And you could just hear like, you know, the grumbles of disgust and, anger so we went to straight to walmart uh physically and we're like hey like i heard you're doing a sale and they're like oh well that's online so yeah. okay well then i went home and i'm just sitting on my computer refreshing 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 it's coming down to the seconds like the minute and i refresh the page i see the available i click on it and i click like add the basket and it just the loading wheel just goes uh, and goes i refresh the page 
sold out, gone. Within a minute, everything was just gone. I really? remember those stories. Like even even from friends or just, you know, people I watch online, the, the same story where it's just like you, they would have like, I swear to God, it's like five like windows open and they keep refreshing each page. Yeah. And then finally they get one and they have the same story. It's yeah. like as soon as that available came on, it was gone. I checked I checked Walmart and then when that failed, I went to Target. That failed, I went to Best Buy, that failed. I mean, I even checked Meyer again. Meyer of all places and <laughs> not a single seller had it was just at that point it was over. It was like thank you for attending everyone. That was the uh twenty twenty release of the consoles. Better luck next year. That's right. that's literally what Meyer did. Like yeah. so I don't know if it was the first, but it might have been just been like the first like big wave of releases. They just threw everybody in a queue, like Lord of the Flies. Um, every single person, you know, was basically like fighting each other tooth and nail in the queue to try mm -hmm. and check out because it was a slow, arduous like crawl to the finish line, and it never moved much. And you know, when they ran out of stock. I, I believe it was on their Twitter or no, no, it was like on the actual, the webpage had the splash page. I was like, thank you for attending the, the release of the new, the, the next gen consoles. Oh my we gosh. are sold out. We are sorry. Yeah. And don't try again. Yeah. It was unbelievable. But I mean, I guess that's just like the way things go now. Like I'm, I collect video games. So I, I'm pretty buddy buddy with a lot of, you know, GameStop workers uh, around my area that I live at. And they were just telling me, you know, like, oh, you know, we had a line of 50 people, you know, on, on Black Friday or the day before we were getting consoles and we got like two PS5s and, you know, yeah. five Xbox Series Xs. And it's it's just a nightmare. Cause and that just, I remember that. That just harkens back um, to like my memories of watching YouTubers on uh, Black Friday from like 2014 when the, the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. And I remember one YouTuber in particular was looking out for a PS4 and they... At that time, it's like Sony, Sony, especially with their PlayStations, they've always had like uh, not the greatest launches I've heard, especially mm -hmm. with like they put out so little and the demand is so high. And so for a PS4, it was like you couldn't get in. Like no one was selling PS4, but everyone was selling Xbox Ones. And nowadays, uh, for the 2020 release for the PS5, Sony had planned to make very little because they were fearful of a coming recession they thought was coming. Um, that... They might not be able to sell well because, you know, who was going to buy a $500 gaming console despite how well it is during a recession? I mean, I think a lot of people would still despite recession. Oh, 100%. But they did that at probably the worst possible time that it was actually really far in demand. So they probably it was a, a bad business decision to release such a small number of stock when they probably just should have gone for maybe a medium point and just see how that was. And it, I mean, nowadays, how many people, you know, have a PS5? <laughs> not very many well you know one <laughs> right but it's just and, e and even this year it's like oh you know there might there's gonna be more in stock this year than last year we promise it's like well how far can you go on that promise right and especially with it's america and i've also in doing some research I've, I've noticed that the the shortages in america are a lot more severe than in the uk and the rest of europe because the scalping issue is a lot more severe here than it is there and scalpers it. on that topic, it's not they're not even accounting for a lot of the missing sales. They did like a, a research and they showed like how many were actually being resold, and it was mainly just by regular consumers. It wasn't like people that bought them in the in the thousands or the hundreds. It's just that some people, you know, they and and that's the thing about scalpers. It's like it's 
technically it's a right business decision because you're going to be making profit off them. You can just raise the price and everything. Is it morally right? No. Because right. then you're, you're forcing people to pay more than what they could probably afford. And some people could be possibly so obsessed with a gaming console, they'll sell an arm and a leg to get it, you know. And that's just the that's just the issue with scalpers, just in general, is that they don't care about other people, which, then again, a lot of people are selfish. They don't care about other people. But I right. mean, I, I personally, as somebody that's like resold sneakers and like streetwear and stuff, I... I think to a degree, yeah, that scalpers are definitely to blame. But then again, like, I also think that to a degree, you know, the consumer paying resale prices yeah. is in part to blame for that. Mm. But ultimately, mm. I just think it just goes back to the manufacturer, yeah. you know, just sort of, uh, you know, just not being able to meet demand or, you know, yeah. misunderstanding the market. Because, you know, uh, when COVID initially hit, you know, like, I as previously mentioned i collect video games so like every single console their game prices went up even like especially like the oh, new yeah. ones the old ones like you know if people had a wii or something like that you know they they only had t time to spend inside because of quarantine you know you couldn't go outside so people were like oh let me just play some games on my old console so so many titles just upped and jumped like wii sports one of them i believe one of if not the most best-selling games in it's history was literally yeah. $30 during COVID. Oh, because... but it's still been that way to this day. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I recently, because, you know, I, I've been bitten by that nostalgia bug. Everyone's mm, been bitten by it recently. Yeah. Right. Uh, before I went, literally before I left for college, it was like days before, it was like August 25th or something like that. I went out to my local, it was like a buy-sell trade store for games. Right. And I was looking for Mario Party 8 for the Wii because I did have it and I lost it. I don't know where it went. I'm so like, I'm like kicking myself right now. But I went out and I was trying to look for it. And I was like, okay, it's like, you have it. And you're like, yeah, we have it. I'm like, okay, how much do you have it for? I'm like, okay, well, we're selling it for about $45. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I like, I got a bunch of games I don't play anymore and I sold them. And I got like $100 in store credits. So I'm like, okay, I'm buying Super Mario Party 8. Um, and well, I was like, he's like, oh, you, you have enough credit to buy another game. So I was like, spruce in the store and I find Wii Sports. And then they have like 12 copies of them. They have so many, but they're all like 45, like upwards of $50. And, and I don't know, maybe it was just because of the pandemic and maybe just a recent nostalgia biting everyone. But I feel like that it's been that way for a while. But even you go like before the pandemic, I was going into stores looking for like old Nintendo titles. Especially like the GameCube Wii days. Oh yeah, the those GameCube popped off. Over those the have grown exponentially. Like the prices, if they ever did go down, they're back up again. Like uh, I, I was trying to buy Wind Waker for the Wii, and I believe it's for the Wii. It's still available for the Wii. Uh, Wind Waker is mm -hmm. for the GameCube. Uh, GameCube. They did port it to the Wii U. The Wii U, yeah. Oh Wii U, okay. So I was just looking for it at the time. I didn't know that, and it was like. Uh, $50 for it and I'm like this game came out like how many years ago and it's still but that's the thing about like Nintendo especially is that their prices almost never drop with a lot of the games like you look at the Nintendo Switch right now it stayed the same price it has been since launch which is like what $300 that's actually part of Nintendo's marketing it like, is part of they marketing, literally yeah. when because Nintendo has such stringent standards for yeah. their games their titles and their properties are considered by uh, retailers to be quote unquote evergreen which means that, you know, um, you know, there's plenty of games that are always going to go on sale, you know, for like 20 bucks that, you know, your mom might, you know, buy you off like a whim or something. Or, you know, your grandparent might be like, oh, my grandson likes video games. Here's right. one for $20. But, you know, I think most parents are aware and Nintendo knows this, that their 
titles are like, oh, I will never not go right with a Mario game. So let's just buy this at 60 bucks. That's how much games cost. Yeah. And I think so, at a different date, I do want to discuss like Nintendo's or just game companies like resistance to the longevity of games. But like the, those GameCube games, like I, I like I know that they part of it's nostalgia, but it's just like there's games that uh, like older people have talked about. Yeah. Even my dad, he was like, I remember playing this game or these games were my childhood. And it's like they're not available. And if no. they are, it's like collector's price. But, but that's the whole point behind it, too, is that like, it's like, oh, well, I have this copy of Super Mario or Part, Mario Party 8, for example, and or Super Mario Galaxy, even. It's like, this is a really great game that a lot of people would pay a lot of money for, but it's not very widely available, so why not increase the price and can pay bang, bang for their buck for it, you know? that's yeah. And it's like, that's what, like again, back to that game store, like, I was seeing all these games, even ones that, like, I wouldn't think are very rare or, like, you know, not very widely sought out. Like, they still have their price tags that high. It's all about, you know, the ones that people love the most. They're going to be the most demand. Most right. customers are going to be seeking that. They're going to have to cough up the most money for it. Yep. And kind of with the price thing, something that I found on that, uh, probably the same Forbes article, mm -hmm. the stock, not the stock, but the profit that Sony and uh, Microsoft have made, even with the shortage of consoles, it's still a lot. Yeah. It said something like uh, 13.8 million lifetime sales or like 3.3 million copies sold. But the difference between Sony and Microsoft is Microsoft is selling a lot more software stuff rather than hardware. Mm -hmm. And that's probably due to the Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yes. And I probably, I mean, I, I've been looking into it because it, it's available on PC. Yeah. It's just a more wide, uh, widely accessible library. Yeah, you and pay, what, what, $25 a month and you get access to all these games. Or how much is it a month? I forget exactly. I can't remember. I think it's, I, I believe, I want to say, well, I know it's like the $1 for three months you get to try it, or $1 for one month and you access all these games. And it's a, I've been to the list. It's an extensive list. I mean, I picked some that I thought were great for me. My list was like 25 from the list that I looked at. And it's yeah, like, it's you think 15, about Sony. It's $15 a month. $15 a month, yeah. You think about Sony. Sony really doesn't really have anything exactly like that. I know they did have, they do have, of course, the, uh, games of the month but so is xbox you know that's games right. with gold um and i think sony did have that little connect collection they announced recently it was about all their good favorites like horizon oh yeah, yeah. um the last of us shadow of the colossus etc cetera, etc cetera. but those are like a select number of games whereas game pass is like think of a think of a microsoft game it's on there you know i think there's like something definitely to be said because if you look at if you look at the, the game libraries between both platforms generally more people gravitate to like sony like sony's uh game libraries have always been more robust you know there wasn't the last of us on uh you know the xbox there yeah. wasn't persona on the xbox and yeah i think that one of the things that microsoft kind of has to you know pick themselves up by the bootstraps is, is just securing more uh you know platform exclusive yeah uh, mm -hmm the one title that people buy consoles for. That's yeah. the thing. You think about so you think about Xbox, right? Think of console exclusives for Xbox. You got Halo and Gears of War. But now Halo's available on, on uh PC. Right. So that you technically lost one. Think about Sony. 
Last of Us, Uncharted, God of War, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, and especially these are all, not only are they exclusives, but they're story-driven games. And they're really good story-driven games. They're great aspects. They're great. The people that create these, they're masters of storytelling. I mean, The Last of Us by itself, especially, is a marvel of a game. But then you look at the Xbox and you got games like Call of Duty, uh, Halo. Like, they're not more so, they're more so focused on like the multiplayer aspect where when you think of Sony, it's like not 100% the most multiplayer uh, centered, but more so story centered. Like, they want to give you an adventure to play, not, oh, I can hop in with my friends at 2 a.m. and play this. Right. But that but works I, to their advantage, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I know uh, Microsoft and Nintendo have do- been doing some cross platform stuff. In the past year or two, I think, but that's definitely an advantage that I, as a PS uh, or Sony player, I don't have, because I know definitely there was a time when, you know, I was playing with friends and I'd be like, oh, you know, what are you playing? And they'd be like, oh, I'm on Xbox, I'm on Xbox, and I'm like, well, I have a PlayStation, so we can't do this together. Now it's like, oh, you have a Switch, cool, we can play, you know, Halo together. If Halo's on the Switch, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to come to the Switch. And if it does, it's not going to be very... No, I mean, it's well. not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, no. It's definitely going to be better on the Xbox and PC, but still. Yeah. Like, that, like that's the access point that I definitely saw as, like, a kid where it was, like, Sony's going to be your single-player games. Yeah. Like, they're going to be the story-driven games where uh, it's just better for a single-player experience. Not that uh, PlayStation doesn't have multiplayer games. Oh, yeah, it does. It, I mean... Xbox and PlayStation, they shared that pool of multiplayer games. It's the exclusive story-driven based ones that are home to the PlayStation. And I own both consoles. And Ooh, so special. So special, yeah. And I, I neglect my PlayStation a little bit, I hate to admit. But my PlayStation library, it's just like maybe 90% story-driven games. And Xbox, it's like 90% multiplayer-driven games. I, my friend base is located on Xbox, so even if I wanted to buy multiplayer games for PlayStation, I don't have any friends on there. That's also the thing that it keeps me. It's like that, the console wars, it's like, who are you loyal to? It's like, well, who can you enjoy it with? If right. my friends are on Xbox and I go on PlayStation, I'm not going to PlayStation, but I still have it for the exclusives at least. Yeah. I think that's just like a, a fundamental reflection of just how the companies sort of split away in terms of the gaming market. Because, you know, when Xbox Live came out, on the original Xbox, like that was that was game that was a game changer, mm-hmm. that like quite literally like redefined how we play video games, like for the next generation. Yeah. But because you know Sony couldn't really compete with that, um, with the PlayStation, you know that meant that you know previously you know if you look at a lot of the games on the original PlayStation, you know it's not like they just started making you know in depth, um, phenomenal masterpieces of you know storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling with the PlayStation 2, you know, it, it's just, I think it's something that they leaned into as their strength because they didn't have yeah. the uh, multiplayer capabilities that yeah. Microsoft did at that time. Right. And I think that's honestly, I feel like even though Microsoft with the initial launch of the first Xbox kind of won the battle, like I think we're seeing now that by focusing on the actual content that's being released for these consoles that Sony's probably going to win the war is simply because yeah i mean i can play with my friends on the xbox but at the end of the day you know if there's no killer apps that are drawing me back to purchase another console or mm-hmm. you know stay in contact like 
ultimately I'll probably just end up giving in to a lot of the phenomenal games that just Sony keeps releasing on their platforms. And, and that goes, and there's even physical evidence of that. Like if you haven't been paying attention lately or living under a rock, uh, Xbox has been, well, Microsoft has been feverishly acquiring uh, game studios. I mean, they, I think that was like last year they acquired like 60 new ones or some kind of number like that. But it shows that they, they, re- they recognize that their content while they have a lot of it, it's slacking in comparison to Sony. Their sales obviously probably aren't the best compared to Sony. And so they're trying to seek out those more exclusives because besides Gears of War and Halo, if I wanted to buy a new Xbox Series X, especially last winter with a delay of Halo Infinite, you didn't really have anything new to play except for maybe like a new Forza game. And personally speaking from a non-Forza player, I don't get it. <laughs> it like It's not enough on its own to be like, oh, I should pick up an Xbox Series X because of Forza. Right. I more so want to pick it up just because it's an upgrade of my Xbox that I have now. Right. And kind of to loop it back to our uh, initial conversation, I think this pandemic's really going to affect the console war. Of with course. How, it already has. I mean, yeah. I mean, it already has. But kind of how the companies are going to handle both the current state for the holidays, which mm-hmm. are coming up soon, uh, but also future where they're predicting like this is going to go through 2023 yeah. and how things are being handled. And I think even as like a PlayStation player, I think Microsoft has the right idea which by trying to get as a di- diverse selection as possible by trying to claim as many of these yeah. uh, game devs as possible. And even, even with that, on that note of how the pandemic has changed the game, uh, and that Forbes article I read too, Xbox, the head, uh, Phil Spencer, he commented that after this previous pre-order that they went through the whole wave of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, they're like, we have to we have to change this. And that was a note to the scalpers a little bit mm-hmm. because it's like, we have to make it so that consumers, like a wide amount of consumers are able to get this and not just the scalpers. Right. And it's interesting to think that, it's an interesting thought, it's a good thought to have, but how are you going to execute that? That's the question, you know? Right. But it's like, that's what that whole take about, like, how this pandemic, the demand, workers, everything, like, that's going to change how this all goes out even five years from now. Because this pandemic, it's still going on. It's been, what, almost two years now? Yep. It's we're not going away anytime soon, years. especially with Delta cruising around. It's just, they're going to have, they've been adapting, but they're going to have to continue to adapt. And, yeah. you know. and, and with that, that's just the entire games market at this point. Right. That we like both as consumers and uh, producers of games, like we just have to adapt to a new, uh, like game field. That's <laughs> the best yeah. way I can put it. And it's not even like with the uh, Xbox and the PlayStation, like the next gen consoles, the AAA titles, their prices increased from sixty to seventy. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to play Demon Souls for the PS Five, you had to chalk up seventy dollars. And that's not even due more so to the pandemic. It's that when these upgrades with these next-gen consoles, that they become more advanced and more expensive in their price and the retail price, the games that go to them, those prices increase too, which, of course, to a consumer that's like, this is the worst thing ever. But from a business standpoint, it probably makes sense to help cover those costs of how expensive it is to have your uh, title on those um, platforms. I feel like that's also like, I think there's like, you know, a bit at fault with the whole, like, you know, kind of tech war that people have between uh, 
you know, just next-gen consoles in general. Like, when I was trying to buy an Xbox for my brother, he said, like, oh, I don't want a Series S. You know, I want a Series X because that has the best specs, mm-hmm. you know, right. for graphics and yeah. for, uh, you know, just handling the games that are becoming out for the next mm-hmm. generation. And, you know, I never really thought of it like that because, like, you know, I guess to a degree that sort of forces a lot of developers in a corner to utilize those aspects. You know, like, I've heard so much about, you know, like Grand Theft Auto 6 or, you know, the Elder Scrolls 6, right? Yep, around 6 <laughs> yeah. now, too. You know, about, you know, it used to be like a three-year, or no, like a six-year gap between the games. And now, you know, like, we don't even have any sort of, you know, we have fragments of what those games might look like. But, you know, I think it's just ultimately, like, with a console that is that powerful, you kind of have to deliver because it's not even just like to justify the price is to justify the experience mm-hmm. that people are expecting out of the next gen, you know, this next wave and it's whatever it's abs- currently abstract level of gaming is. Right. Yeah. And it's with those different versions, you know, you have, the, you have the PS5 disc version and the PS5 digital version, a difference of a hundred dollars. It's a, uh, if you want the digital version, it's four hundred dollars instead of five hundred. So you're saving a big amount of money. That was actually rarer too. Yeah, and but the Xbox Series X, that's five hundred. If you want the Series S, it's only three hundred. But again, like I mentioned, like the specs, Xbox Series X boasting a processor of like twelve teraflops, whereas the Xbox Series S only has four teraflops. And it, I mean, it is kind of like how it it just kind of fits in other people's niches of. I have I don't have a 4K TV. I can't run 8K HDR, you know, with Xbox Series X, but I have a 1440 monitor that can run 120 FPS. But at 1440, that seems like for me, and I also collect digitally. That's for like that consumer. For me, I'm on the hard spot where it's like, oh, I would sure love a, you know, I have a 1440 game monitor, and the Xbox Series X would burst for me. But I have a very vastly uh, physical library of games. Like I said, you're a game collector. I physically collect a lot of things, um, and that. Just makes Xbox Series X like it's my only option, and it's right. but it's nice how they have those that cater to people like everyone. It's not not like oh well the majority wants the Xbox Series X, but people still want the Xbox Series S too. It still caters to different uh, pools of people, which is nice that they have that. That still that also changes everything about like how sales go, and you might even have the Xbox Series S sell better than you would think because it's more widely available. It's not as in demand as the Xbox Series X, therefore more people could be able to get their hands on it. Like, I feel like that's kind of like a double-edged sword because, you know, a lot of people are probably going to be buying that, you know, for their kids or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to be seven or something like that. This will be like their first console. Like, oh, we can use this as a family. You know, they won't really think of it uh, outside of just, you know, something that they'll be happy to have. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, once, you know, I guess once people start to approach gaming as, you know, more of like uh, a defined hobby or like a centralized hobby or aspect of their personality, mm-hmm. And so they start to explore the art form, you know, like people are probably going to be pretty unhappy because like it's pretty cool to get like, you know, like a series like S over nothing. But ultimately, I think that's like pretty short sighted because, you know, like I was saying before, a lot of developers are being, you know, forced into a corner with the new hardware and its capabilities. But the Xbox has this unique facet of being bottlenecked by two different uh, iterations of the of the console so you know just maybe like a, a new 3ds where certain you know big titles might only be able to f- run properly 
on the Series mm. X or right. any of its subsequent yeah. innovations. If you, want, if you want that ray tracing, you can kiss that goodbye with the Xbox Series S. Right. And even like when they, uh, for the PlayStation 5, they released uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales game, you could you could play it for the PS4. And that'd be like the PS4 edition. But it was like, was it 30 frames or 30 FPS and like uh, 1080p versus the capability on the PlayStation 5. But even at that point in the PlayStation 5, it has like two modes of performance. And you see there's a lot of games nowadays on those action consoles. You have a pro, like you have a performance mode and then like the, like the, I guess you could say like the graphics mode where the performance, you're not able to get that ray tracing. But you're able to get like 120 frames, like smooth running everything. And with the graphics one, it's more, you get the AK or 4K HDR ray tracing, but 60 frames per second. You know, it's like, even at that point, you think, like, how the consoles all oh, were capable of that. You still have to choose, yeah. like, how you want to play your game. And some people, they're like, oh, I don't care about FPS. I want I want to see the ray tracing, the sun rays and everything. For other people, it's like, I want it to run as smoothly as possible. But you, you know, they have the option. But again, like, that's, it comes to that point with the Xbox Series S and the X. Again, like you said about how they're kind of being bottlenecked, they have to choose. You want to play Halo, but you want to play it for like the super high graphics and everything. Well, you can't get that with the Xbox Series S, and the PlayStation doesn't have that issue because the digital version—it's just digital. All it's missing is the disc drive. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think it has anything less powerful than the other console. Which that's you know that's a really blind difference between the two of them. Right. I think kind of with these consoles, with not only just the limited stock that we're going to have to kind of adapt to. I think it's just getting to that point where it's like, how much further can we push video games before it's like Ready Player One, where we're in, like, actually in the game, not like... <laughs> That'll be a while VR. before that. Yeah, it's going right. to be a while, but it's like... Sort of online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny that you say, like, adapt, because... You know, in judging by the games market, like we can't even adapt to what we had before, because if you try and buy Pokemon or something like that, you know, for like the DS, like the really good Gen Four, Gen Five, like those games are still over fifty bucks. Oh yeah, and they didn't used to be like that. So even if you don't have, you know, like a next gen console or something like that, a lot of the good games for you know the PS4, the PS3, Xbox, 3DS, DS, those are all going up, and, and those are all they... becoming incredibly hard to find and i yeah. think that goes back to definitely a conversation that we don't have time for <laughs> but definitely want to put in a different another episode definitely is the longevity of games especially with nintendo and especially. The, the like this seemingly apprehension to put older games like the actual older games onto new gen consoles and make it accessible for everybody i think that's i think that's the conversation that we need to have definitely deserves some episode at least or yeah longevity of games everywhere but exclusively nintendo yeah i just don't know why they don't do it i mean like a lot of people <laughs> are mad about skyward sword like i personally didn't care but you know people are still gonna buy skyward sword still is gonna sell millions of copies right regardless if they hd it of being 60 dollars for a remake yeah. yeah and you know meanwhile twilight princess hd and wind waker hd are dying like they're they're on their last legs yeah. and you know people are just getting fed up because you know they're just sitting on so many good properties that they could just you know give a bit of a polish sell for forty dollars and 
Like it doesn't I, even have you're to. You're literally printing money. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it doesn't even have to be improved graphics. I mean, look at the new uh, remake for Diamond and Pearl. Like, there's debate about like whether the style is good enough or whatever. It's a little I weird. I, I don't know. I like it. I I could literally say that I hate the new Pokemon game. That would not stop me from buying it day of because oh. I'm <laughs> just too much of a loyal customer at this right. point. Speaking of that. Uh, we got a couple of new releases coming out and some games that yeah. recently came out. Uh, some of the most notable would probably be Call of Duty Vanguard came out the 5th. Mm. I'm not I'm not a Call of Duty I, fan, but uh, I've heard mixed reviews. Call of Duty fan all the way here. Um, I've bought majority of the titles that have come out, but this one I've elected to ignore. It's Oof. just, well, first of all, it's from Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer, um, I'm sorry if you listen to this podcast. Maybe not, maybe. <laughs> if you are, um, hi. Um, I don't like your games, and oh, I definitely no. was not excited for Vanguard, and especially um, my, my main pull for Call of Duty is the zombies mode, and the zombies was not impressive looking at all, and especially with how it's released, it's just been dogged on by so many people. It's not, it's like, it's like an okay experience, but for $60 of the game, where most of my time to be focused on that mode, it'd just be a waste of time. Right. I'd rather wait for the next Treyarch game, where they really have their handle on zombies. But in terms of, like, Vanguard, it's still going to sell. Yeah. There's some people that are just going to blindly buy it, even if they think it's bad. But We were literally just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the new Animal Crossing update. I'm, I'm sorry. I just haven't touched Animal. Like, I need to. I'm the like, same I boat. know I need to. It's I have it. It just hasn't been in my Switch in a few months, literally, and I need to it's been I... almost a year, actually, for me. <laughs> I, just, I, literally... I played it nonstop the first, like, two, three months of release, and then never touched it since, and it would... I feel so bad for neglecting it. I, I was updating it, because I was, like, I was watching someone play it, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I have to update that. It's two hours. It was a two-hour update. Oh. So if you want to play it soon, I'd recommend putting it in your Switch It's a lot now. of content, though. I mean, it's, like... It's a big thing going on. No, that like, and I think it's it's a lot of updates that people wanted. Now yeah. that people can start playing again, like it's not mm-hmm. like it's it feels like from what I've seen, what it felt like at the start of the pandemic, where it's just like there's a bunch of stuff new, and even if it, like you've been playing for a while, mm-hmm. you get a couple things, and you're like, okay, now I have to actually work towards getting other things. Yeah, it's the holiday season. Yeah. I, I think that's starting to open up the can of worms of developers <laughs> just pushing borderline unfinished like games and then tacking on functionality and mechanics that would have otherwise been in the like the finished game as mm-hmm. DLC. We've seen that a little bit. <laughs> Activision. I mean, like I know a lot <laughs> Sorry, of people, someone in my throat. <clears throat> like cuz I know like as far as like the maximum like stuff that there was to do in I think like Wild World which is for the DS. Like I don't think New Horizons touched it. Like, there was just so much to do. Yeah. And, like, that's not to say, like, New Horizons is a bad game. It's a great game. but It definitely like, came out when it, like, at the peak when it needed to. Yeah, like, but also, I don't want to pay. Like, I didn't, I'm not going to buy the Sword and Shield expansion pass for 30, was it $30, right, or something like that? Something like that. Something. Yeah, I'm not going to pay money for that. I expect that to be in the game when I buy it. Like, right. that's why I'm paying you 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Pokemon... That's coming out soon. Listen, I, how soon though? Uh, it's coming out like uh, November nineteenth. Wow, that's a oh, it's a packed day for releases. Yeah, yes. 
It's got a lot of stuff coming out. We got uh And then we got Battlefield uh, 2042. 2042. Very excited for that. The thing that, that before I let you continue, because we are talking about the 19th, I do have some bad news. Oh, no. If let you are a fan like... of Final Fantasy fourteen like me, uh, Live Letter came out, what was it, Friday? Sadly, we <laughs> that stuff got pushed back. I got pushed back to early release being December 3rd and the full release December 8th. Hey, that's better than Overwatch 2. <laughs> no. That's been cooking for how many years now? That What's is the hiatus? That, I firmly believe that that is in development hell and it's never going to come out. Right. Like I've, even if it does, the property's going to it's going to be dead on arrival. I've heard that similar conversation being said about GTA 6. Isn't that no, development I, right? I actually disagree because GTA is just it just has so much like going for it like yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5 is just a game that you can play for hours because of just how much stuff there is to do in the game yeah. it feels like Animal Crossing from yeah. what I've seen it's GTA <laughs> it's 5 the, it's the Animal Gangsta Crossing with the mature rating yes. from the um, yes what do you call it with the ESRB yes ESRB yeah um, but speaking of December 8th if you don't mind if I hop on that Halo Infinite's coming out finally it's been almost almost two years since it was originally announced to release and they pushed it back twice and as a fellow Halo fan since Reach, I cannot be more excited for this to come out. We got a couple of days that are just jam-packed with stuff. As as the fellow uh, Final Fantasy fourteen fan, I gotta say, like, I really feel bad for Yoshi P, the developer. Like, that live letter was so sad. He was, like, crying and everything. I was like, ah. Because you could tell, like, he was really disappointed that he had to push it back. Yeah. Because it was like a, I think it was like a major server bug. The dev team was like, we just can't push this out, which I really yeah. respect compared right. to a lot of other games that have come out recently. Uh, what is it? Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Poor that... Keanu. I mean, I mean, he got his, his paycheck in a lot. He got his paycheck. He probably, probably donated to charity, too. <laughs> I'm an awesome guy. But... Like, were you not expecting it to be like a rack, like kind of a rack if it was being developed? Was it like eight um, years? Like it was being developed for a long time that just makes it seem like it would have been like the next gta you know like if it's been cooking for that long it must be yeah. that good that's what people are saying but like yeah the but lego it, star wars skywalker saga is coming out it's like like he pushed back they're, they're gonna make it so perfect but it's like that might not be the case which i want to be the case that it's, it's being picture perfect but like cyberpunk when i was waiting for it to release like, i wanted it but i didn't get next gen console so then i was like well i don't want to run that on my xbox it's probably gonna crash it right but then the, the release it was like what the heck happened? I think that's a definitely another conversation is just how long of delays is too long. Yeah. Right. But that's a definitely another conversation. You know, like Duke Nukem Forever, like when that originally <laughs> came out. Jeez. Like I will give them credit. It came out. But was it, you know, quality a hot steaming pile of garbage? Yeah. That was suit like if that came out like four years before it actually did. I'm sure it would have gotten way better positive reception, but it was just a dated game. Not yeah. even like from, you know, a charming, like an aspect of charm. Yeah. Like on arrival. But it's also like, you know, you've invested so much into this title that you, you just have to have something to show for it. Like, <laughs> I want to know what, like, the breaking point is for that. Because, right. like, there's definitely some stuff that's better off never being released. Metroid 4, sitting in the corner. Stop. Oh, my God. Don't, don't, don't ever say that. Ever <laughs> oh, again. my gosh. Listen, Metroid Dread. Dread is so good. Oh. Dread, Dread I've heard is good. I've never played I actually never played a game in the series. I just know that Metroid 4 was announced like 
how many years ago? And it's oh god, still unheard of. We just have the title, which is Metroid Four. Was it like two years ago? During... Was, I think it was like 2018. I want to say 2018. I'm gonna look this up real quick while you talk something. Else. <laughs> the 2020 just kind of messed up my time frame for everything. But a little conversation before. Oh, June 2017. Oh I was even. God, that's I even was more off. It's so it's I'm we're so at old. we're at the four year mark right now. So if they if they announce it next year or they release it magically, it'll be the five years. Since they, they just gotta announce it now. You know, four years Metroid Four works out. I don't know. This is before the pandemic, so they really have no excuse. This, this is, like I said, another conversation I definitely want to talk about because there's mm-hmm. definitely been some games that I'm like, if you just delayed it just a little bit, like this could have just been perfect. And there's other games that I'm like, why, why yeah. did you ever release this? Part of it was Duke Nukem. I know mm-hmm. that one. No Man's Sky had a awful awful release awful i mean they release? fixed it i will give them the fact yeah, they, yeah. i will give you them heard about today in the state it. oh my goodness yeah like today it's a completely different game but they wanted that how many years ago when it released yeah i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh there's a lot there's a lot of good conversations that we could definitely talk I'm about excited later for those. me too definitely can't wait for like a conversation about like nostalgia Oh my Definitely, because like you know, my main topic for that's gonna be Minecraft. I mean, it's like straight <laughs> way ticket to childhood right there. But I know. of course, for another time, I'm gonna have so many like obscure games to talk about. I have many hills that I will die on, and you will discover them all. One of, one of my hills is the DS uh, Legend of Zelda games. I I will die on those hills. I don't care. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> that is mega base. I know we were talking about Lego Star Wars and just the Lego ja- games in general before we started. Um, I, listen, so I've been good. waiting for that Star Wars Saga so to good. come out for almost a year now, and it's still not coming out. It's supposed to come out spring of this year, and then they said holiday of this year, and now it's spring of next year, and then now I'm thinking it's just never gonna come out. Like honestly, it's like a leg. Like I you know I get for like Grand Theft Auto or Skyrim, like an open world, but like it's a Lego Star Wars a, game. Like a, a single what are you player what Lego are you Star Wars game at that. A single oh, player. Joking. You're joking. There's no what? multiplayer. You're joking. Well, is there a multiplayer? I didn't actually didn't know that. I thought well, like when I'm when I'm thinking like the multiplayer aspect, like when you're talking about GTA Five and like Skyrim and like managing those servers, it's like that compared to Lego. No, know? it's just like you play with another controller. Yeah. Oh, that yeah that that's what I'm like <laughs> the you co-op. Never, you never played with the homies on. No, I've PS2 I've played Star with Wars? I've dabbled with the homies and you dabbled. I mean, dabbled. so that like yikes, it's taken this long, but it's not because of you know all you said those aspects that GTA Five and all those bigger games need to cook because that they, they have a lot to process. It's a Lego game, but there must be something about it that they're still trying to polish up, and I don't know what. Maybe it's the graphics, or maybe it's like running the game. I gotta, I just gotta throw in again. It's gonna be our excuse for a while. The pandemic. Yeah, right. and they can only ride that for so long because other studios are getting games released, so it's not like no one's doing it. Right. I think it, I think it's just <laughs> I think it's just until we get uh, the consoles selling at a regular rate, which won't be for a while. Which won't exactly. be for a while. I think three. Hello. Yeah, I think it's just until then. I think I'm gonna give game studios a benefit of doubt when they're delaying their games because I'm like. Right. And then put them on the chopping block for a review when they come out. Yeah, like, listen, once once a review comes out, I'm like, okay, listen, it's out. Listen to IGN, give them another seven. <laughs> this game doesn't work. Ten out of ten, IGN. <laughs> game of the year contender. <laughs> I would love to see a Lego, like, Star Wars game of the year edition. That would be The insane. original could definitely make it. Oh, oh for course. sure. The that, original that is trilogy. A Oh, the trilogy? I would say. Yeah. Well, the, it's Lego Star Wars 2, 
Desert Strategy. I played that on the PS2. Oh my god, I remember oh, that. Solid memories. That deserves its own episode. Like, just Lego games in general. <laughs> just like cemented in my childhood. We're already talking about nostalgia part. I'm definitely yeah, like well, flashing back to like just messing around with the homies and doing that like co op thing. Which is, oh like, my god. Oh, oh yeah. My, my friends and I just like in the cantina starting bar fights with everyone and yes. just killing everyone that's in there. Yes. It's oh, just uh, the, and the visual humor in those games too. Like, oh my god. It was on point. Yeah. Like those games still hold up so well. Yeah. I think even the games that. I didn't think performed as well as like the Lego Star Wars. We're still fun. Oh right, Lego were... Batman? Are you kidding me? Lego <laughs> Batman was so much fun. So much fun. You had a hero <laughs> mode and a villain mode. I know. <laughs> and they tied the like the stories were connected, and it's like it's like that's the thing about with the visual humor and like the like the Lego language they had before the voice acting era. It's like, would you rather? It's like, isn't it better to have that humor of like the pre Lego Batman two era? that introduced voice acting. It's like, I almost would prefer the games when they had just the, the mute like Lego the characters, the grunts and the visual comedy versus the deliberate voice acting. But sometimes a lot of these Lego games nowadays are just pulled from movies. So then they pull those lines from movies. And it's, I would say the ADR of it being put in is even pretty bad in some cases. So it's like, I prefer the pre Lego Batman era right. or Lego Batman two era of <laughs> I, I gotta find new technical terms to describe this stuff, but right. I like the old Lego. That's what I'm saying right now. Put my chips on the table. Chips old the Lego table all the way. I will also put my chips in on to that. I'll do the same. Oh my gosh. Quick question. Hey Rowan, what version of Pokemon are you getting? I'm getting Shining Diamond. Oh, darn. I'm I grew up with Diamond, so I can't get Pearl. Same here. I uh that was my game. I'm in the odd boat of this because I didn't I don't think I owned either of those. Oh no, I did. I owned Diamond. Everybody I know. What's the diamond. difference? Though? Like I never know. Like I have to like look up the difference. Like I'm not a hardcore Pokemon fan, so I was like, these two games. It's like, well, what do I miss out if I get the one or the other? It's, it's, it's basically just like the a few Pokemon and the different box legendary. Like they're usually ne they're never fundamentally different. And I mean, then, especially now, right? Compared to how they were before. Like before, it was like you have to have a friend that has Pearl if yeah. you want Polkia. I do remember that. Legendary. Yeah, I I remember I had Heart Gold. When oh, Heartgold Silver came out, oh. I had Heartgold. My brother got silver. Like we had that like connection. Yeah. But um, I think now with this one, I'm just gonna like take a random number generator and like, <laughs> e or EDB Nimani Moa, you know, or Siri flip a coin. Someone, someone pick for me. I, I just right. And then like somehow I'm gonna have buyer's remorse. Like maybe I should have bought the other one, even though there's like virtually no difference. Maybe. Right. Uh, I, I, they just need to do like a tertiary game. I don't know if I'm using that word right, but you know, just like the the pentultimate third version the platinum yeah it's so like the emerald the platinum the crystal like you know the playground rumors of you know pokemon gray or you know pokemon yeah. z like yeah. you know you just kind of need to have just one grand presentation of a generation's region it's, you know tied up in a nice bow fix whatever people didn't like about it mm -hmm. just like they did with black two and white two and just like just just please give me a boat give me a boat because <laughs> i know there's going to be like stuff missing from the remakes that I'm gonna be like, hmm, I don't know about that. And we will definitely talk about that. I know we have a plan to talk about that. Uh, the Sunday after release. I'm I'm literally gonna buy it the day of, and I'll be like, Rowan, hold up. <laughs> Pre-ordered it. Hopefully, it gets here in time for that episode. I'm just, I'm just gonna go like the day up and be like, I know you have it. <laughs> I have sixty cold dollars in my hand right now, and you know exactly what I'm asking for. Oh Fine, warm. Gosh. They were in my pocket. <laughs> 
on that note, I think this was a success uh, a successful first episode. I agree. Yeah. Agree. We got <laughs> It's just kind of a it was a basket case, as I said in the very beginning of the episode. It all comes uh, around full circle. It's Exactly. It's, it, some would say maybe even an oval for those that like odd shapes like that, but it, it's a basket case that this was just an introductory episode, but now we can specialize. Yeah, from now this we. Point on. Yeah. We got a lot of cool stuff planned. We got a lot of cool stuff that we can that we can do, so I'm excited. Excited. That's, that's, that's just it. Yeah. As am I. You know, I really just like rambling about the fifth gen console. I don't know. Whatever gen consoles that we're on. Yeah. I just love that. I think it's eighth gen. Am I eighth? Wrong? Oh my god, I'm so old. This is. It's like for me, it's like I like rambling in general. I can't shut up about anything. So it's like you give me a platform to talk about something I really like. Yeah. It's never gonna end. Oh my god. But I have to like I have to share. So it's yeah. like ugh, you know. <laughs> but thank sadly, you, we Pat. do have to end because it is time. And it's time. But that means we Just, have more to talk about next time. Which means we'll see them next time. Well, hopefully. The hopefully. listener. <laughs> Said listener. Not audio listeners, just listeners, because we don't have a visual. <laughs> maybe in the future, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the studio is capable of. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, with that, this is Joystick signing off for the first time. We'll see you all next time. Joysticks is brought to you by Impact89FM. You can find more episodes on impact89fm.org.